Welcome to our Clothe with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Friday, January the 12th, 2024. It is the first Friday in Ordinary Time, and our reading today is from the Gospel according to St. Mark. When Jesus returned to Capernaum after some days, it became known that he was at home. Many gathered together so that there was no longer room for them, not even around the door, and he preached the word to them. They came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. Unable to get near Jesus because of the crowd, they opened up the roof above him. After they had broken through, they let down the mat on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to him, Child, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there asking themselves, Why does this man speak that way? He is blaspheming. Who but God alone can forgive sins? Jesus immediately knew in his mind what they were thinking to themselves, so he said, Why are you thinking such things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, Rise, pick up your mat, and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority to forgive sins on earth? He said to the paralytic, I say to you, Rise, pick up your mat, and go home. He rose, picked up his mat at once, and went away in the sight of everyone. They were all astounded and glorified God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. So this is a reading that appears often throughout the church year. And it's such a powerful reading. It has meaning on many levels. We have Jesus preaching, and his preaching is so powerful and so attractive that the place where he is is jam-packed and not another single person can get in. We have a paralytic. What is a paralytic? Someone who is, well, however you want to say it, sick or injured, someone who cannot move, someone who needs the help of others. These other people must care a great deal about him because they brought him to Jesus, and when they couldn't get near Jesus, they literally went through the roof. Imagine going through the roof. We had a storm the other night where parts of people's roofs were damaged, and that's a big deal. (laughs) That's not something to be taken lightly. Now, not only is there damage, but there's potential for more damage in that water can get in and things can get ruined and animals can get in. They went through the person's roof. It's true. They didn't have roofs back then to the degree that we have them now, the the quality of materials, the, uh, the tightness of them. But still, it was enough to keep the elements out. So they're going to have to repair this person's roof. But when Jesus is shown this person, when the person is placed in front of Jesus, Jesus says, your sins are forgiven. And it's at a moment when The scribes sitting there are not fully on board with Jesus, and they're going to be mad to hear that. Your sins are forgiven. Who are you, Jesus, to forgive sins? Only God can forgive sins. Yes, exactly. He's revealing to them that he is God. But also, I wonder what's happening in a supernatural way, in a spiritual, silent, hidden way between Jesus and this paralytic. Was there really sin there that was keeping the person from healing? There's so much that can be said there. So 
I don't know. I just, uh, you know, we, we look at Jesus' miracles as sometimes we look at them as they draw our attention to Jesus. They draw our attention to the bigger picture. They prove to us that this is the Messiah, that this is God. Jesus didn't feel the need, though, to go around proving himself. See, that's one thing I think we need to get out of our heads when we see Jesus's miracles. He's not like us, right? In in our pride and in our insecurities, we're constantly trying to prove ourselves. Jesus doesn't need to prove himself. He knows who he is, and he does that perfectly, exactly what he is called to do. So he's not trying to prove himself, but he loves to heal us. That's why he came, and he loves to forgive us. That's also why he came. That's even more so why he came. His death on the cross was to take away sin so that we could go to heaven, so that we could live the fullness of life that God gave us, an eternal life, eternal salvation. So, like I say, there's so much to be said here, and... I just, I, I came up with a little theory here. I was trying to meditate deeply on this reading just because I've preached on it so many different times. You could preach on the idea that, you know, the friends, true friends bring us to Jesus. People that are not our friends take us away from Jesus. That's a good topic. We could talk about how the forgiveness of sins is more important. We could talk about how spiritual healing is more important. The body's eventually going to die anyway. But, you know, a big theme that goes through our faith and that goes through especially uh, retreats, many retreats that I've been on, is going from the head to the heart. Friends help us to go from our head to our heart. And I'll give you an example of why this is an issue, why this is a problem. A person goes to confession and maybe eventually they get discouraged and they stop going to confession because every confession they confess the same things. Very often it's addictive behavior. I did this. And it's like a week after they just went, I did it again. I did it again. I did it again. And sometimes it could be something that maybe is destroying their family. Maybe is betraying trust. I did it again. I did it again. I did it again. And what needs to happen What the priest ought to challenge the person to do, but also true friends in that person's life. If the person admits they have a problem and makes the connections, they go from their head to their heart. This is how the 12 steps work. I love talking about the 12 steps because it's a great example. These 12 step groups are a great example of the body of Christ at work. God heals the person when they get away from willpower And simply identifying, I did something wrong, I did something wrong, I did something wrong. And getting into the real issues. What is it? Why do you keep doing that wrong thing? What is the need in your heart? Where is there pain that needs to be healed? And it's precisely in the body of Christ, in that group of supportive people, that group of friends, that we get out of our heads, that we go into our hearts Okay, I do this thing over and over and over again because there is a wound there, because there is a need there. And this is precisely what Jesus was doing. In the Gospels, we don't see everything spelled out completely, but we do see it. We have to read a little bit more deeply into it. Jesus does so much more healing through discipleship 
than he does through a one and done. Okay, you're healed. Okay, you're healed. Okay, you're healed. Because guess what? Those people, they're still going to get sick and they're still going to die. But in the relationship with Jesus, there is a deeper healing that goes on. There is a bigger picture. And when they experience that deeper healing, that bigger healing, what happens to that person? They become able to heal other people. They become another Christ. So they become an agent of healing. We often get stuck in a cycle of repressed sin. And one of the symptoms of that cycle is aloneness, loneliness, being isolated. They say we're only as sick as our secrets. Jesus was revealing a secret of this man. He needed his sins forgiven. Jesus did it, and Jesus had the authority to do it. And he shows us, oh, yeah. oh by the way, yeah, you're healed too as a paralytic. You're healed. Get up and walk. We get excited because we see that happening on the surface. But perhaps the real miracle that day was that the person was healed on the inside and the person isn't going to sin again. You know why? Because that person experienced the love of Jesus reaching into his heart, and he's going to follow Jesus now. There's something about the heart. Maybe some of his healing is taking place and realizing how much he's loved because the people are helping him get through the roof. There's so much here. There's so much to talk about. But I can say in my own life, yeah, you know, there's been so many different personal struggles, personal struggles with sin and weakness and bad habits and what have you, wounds. And in seeking healing with the help of other people, what happens? It's just like, oh, there's so many examples. You know, a person that's drinking excessively, overeating, like drug addicted. There's so many different types of things where when we start to open up our hearts, reveal our own hidden wounds, connect with other people, allow other people to see inside and be that healing for another person. Allow them to reveal their own hidden wounds. There can be a healing. There can be a genuine connection. And Jesus intends this. It's one of the reasons he founded the church. The main healing, the, the big healing, I mean, the real healing, it comes from Jesus. But Jesus often mediates. And when we think about mediation for a second, in the church, there's so much mediation we're leaning on each other. We're praying for each other. This is how the church is supposed to work. The Blessed Mother recommends we find prayer groups. It's the mediation of each other, but it's also the mediation of the angels and the saints. How often have I experienced encouragement and healing because I read the life of a particular saint? And I think, oh, this person knows what I've been through. And... I want to lean on them. I want to be like them. I want to learn from their example. I want to learn from their mistakes, but I also want to learn from their successes. This is how it all works. So there, like I say, this reading is so jam-packed. It's so powerful. Jesus is building the body of Christ. In heaven, uh, you know, when we, when we, we always have to look at heaven as our goal. Heaven is our home. In heaven, we're going to be face-to-face with the Lord, and that's going to heal all of our ills. But that's not the only thing going on in heaven. Jesus loves us so much that he surrounds us with loving brothers and sisters. In heaven, we'll see it fully. We'll experience it fully. But in this life, man, so much healing can take place when we get together with the right people. And sometimes to do that, we have to humble ourselves. We can't think of ourselves as better than everybody else. We can't think that our secrets and our sins and our weaknesses are 
somehow uh, they have to be hidden from everyone else because we're better than them or something. The reality is we're all in the same boat, and Jesus wants us to tear away the roofs, <laughs> the roofs of our souls, the roofs of our pride, and break free, free with the friends that he's given us, with the people around us. Jesus is calling us to break through, find our true selves, find our healing, find him, and experience the forgiveness of our own sins. Have a great day. God bless you.